0: Hello and welcome to Empowered the Podcast. I am your host, Linda Brand. I'm so glad you're here. I created this podcast because I overcame a lot of challenges, negativity, trauma, and toxic ways of living and thinking in my life. I've learned how to live in joy, how to be present, how to focus on the good, and how to let go of things that no longer serve me, and how to live my best life. I'm bringing you amazing guests who will inspire, motivate, and educate you on all things living empowered. Health and wellness experts, law of attraction experts, spiritual mindset coaches, and other powerful people. We are going to help you live a happier, healthier, better life, and transform your life from the inside out. I'm excited to bring you these powerful conversations. Let's live empowered together. Well, welcome to Empowered, the podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest, Richard Lassiter. He is a spiritual leader and has been teaching spirituality for 50 years. Welcome, Richard, and please share with us a little bit about what you're doing, how you're helping people. Tell us where it all began for you and what it is that you do and how you're helping people.
1: Well, it all began for me almost 50 years ago, when I attended an inner peace movement, introductory lecture being offered by my son's kindergarten teacher. And my whole purpose of going, I wasn't interested in these things. I had, I had just gotten back from two tours in Vietnam. I was married. I had a young son and the woman I was married to was very beautiful. So I, I kind of went out of jealousy because I didn't like her going to these things without me around to, to beat off the guys who wanted to hit on her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but I had, I mean, like most people in the, in the early seventies and stuff, I'd been involved in meditation. I'd been involved in candle watching. I'd been involved in these things that while they were exciting, once they were over, I didn't have anything to work with, and this program had techniques, and I'm like, that got my attention, because instead of just talking about a spiritual concept, they said, would you like to experience it? And I'm like, yeah, because I didn't think that anyone could teach me how to experience my spiritual part. I knew a lot of people who talked about it. And talked about what they'd experienced, but no one had ever said, "Hey, would you like to? Do you want to learn to do out of body? Do you want to learn to develop your clairaudient audience part? Do you want to develop everything?" Wow! And so I got involved with this, and it it kind it changed it changed the whole direction of my life. At the time, I was building high energy physics apparatus and wind tunnel test aircraft. So you were an engineer. I No, I'm a craftsman and I'm a very good one. I have on display in the Smithsonian. Um, I had reached that uh, kind of a pinnacle and I was 28 years old and I didn't know where do I go from here? Uh, I've done, all I'll do is more of what I've done. Yeah. And uh, you know, I noticed after work, my friends and I, we would just get stoned, you know, we, we weren't living. We were kind of, looking for a feeling
0: yeah existing and
1: i realized that really what i wanted to do was work with people so mm-hmm. the founder of the inner peace movement a guy named dr francisco cole Um, if you google him you aren't going to find much except for the turmoil that happened when he passed on with what he had created Um, but i met him and he said you know richard if you want to work with things that's fine but A lot of people came here to work with people Mm -hmm. and that resonated with me. And I started working with him and went to Canada and took the inner peace movement there over the years, long story short, he passed on in uh, at right at the beginning of the turn of the century and his son stepped up to continue his father's work. And he had brought all these techniques into the world that, I'd never seen anything like it, and I haven't seen anything like it since. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll talk to people, and they say, "Oh, I know, I know what you mean." No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't well, because you haven't experienced it. Yeah. It's just an idea. Well,
0: share a couple. I have a couple questions that came to mind, but share some of the techniques, or I'll ask you to share some of the techniques. But you mentioned. Two things that really stick out is, like you mentioned, this started in your son's kindergarten class. So who what were they doing at the kindergarten class? What, what were they introducing, this inner peace something? His,
1: his teacher was was the inner peace movement administrator for the state of Virginia. Oh, okay. And, and so was... she's the one who gave the lecture. I remember they did it in the kindergarten. They were sitting in these little kindergarten chairs where my knees were kind of up to my chest.
0: So it was for the parents or it was for the children? It was or for the parents.
1: Okay. But we also, what we've evolved into is Showers College, mm-hmm. which is really the Harvard of spiritual development. If you want to learn to work with spiritual things,
0: it's amazing. I'd never heard of them before. And I just looked it up because I've never heard of wave showers and I'm so excited. You're a new kind of everything. Because I've been thinking I was studying spirituality or growing and healing and all these things and all these coaches that I've hired have been spiritual, but you're telling you're naming things I've never heard of. So I'm excited. So keep going. So wave showers is uh or showers. shower showers, yeah. sorry. Wave showers is specific for the spiritual people who desire to tap into their
1: it's people who feel like they came here to do something more than just exist okay it's for people who have a desire to be of service to people but they want to be of service in a way that does no harm God I'll give you a, I'll give you a simple example emotions and feelings they're different the true feelings are the good, kind, loving, sharing part of me. They're always in the present. They're always in the now. Emotions are things I have learned. I have been taught to feel. For example, my brother-in-law passed on yesterday. And his, I'm sorry. his family, I'm happy for him. You know, he's graduated. Mm-hmm. But his family's who's who's going through these emotions because they don't really understand the reality of what happened—that he graduated, he didn't die, he graduated. Right, but
0: they're missing his physical. They're missing, yeah. yeah. And I, I, tell us what you mean by that. Graduated.
1: He passed on. He he left his physical body and he returned home. And dying is kind of like my spiritual helpers explained it to me one time. So I asked him. I said, "What is it like to die?" I said, "Well." Have you ever watched a movie and got really caught up in it and suddenly the power went off? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're still here, right? It's still you. But things have changed. So that's that's what death is. You're still you.
0: Yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of, right? It's nothing to be afraid of?
1: No, but uh, human nature is I'm going to fear what I don't understand. Yeah. And I don't really understand what I haven't experienced. Yeah. So he... if I want to help you master your fear of death, I had better teach you how to get out of your body while you're still alive so you can see that you're still alive
0: mm-hmm. and that you're
1: still you. Wow. And that's the kind of depth of training that I'm interested in working in because the pivotal thing that holds me back or held me back all through my life was my fear of separation or fear of losing who I am. Mm. And at the end of the day, I use a term, I've heard it a lot. You're a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. And I'll hear people say body, mind, spirit, uh, ego, add all these things in it when really, to me, it's just, soul and body everything else is add-on stuff that just confuses a very simple thing i'm energy i'm an intelligent pattern of energy what's talking to you is the soul what's hearing what i'm saying is the soul it's not the intellect it's not the body that's a mechanism that allows the soul to get it but But in dreams yeah, You're, dreams, you things like that I can hear without ears and see without a, without eyes and I can do that because that's the soul.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I have been having a lot of vivid dreams lately very interesting. Um so I had uh, an author and spiritual leader Shariana Boyle on the show recently and I was on her show and she has a podcast called Um, just ask spirit, and she's written 10 books. She's amazing. And her newest book is energy in action. And she talks about emotions are energy and well, I've heard that too from Tony Robbins, but um, she talks a lot about healing and she works with like tapping and meditation and visualizing light. And um, because I joined her membership temporarily, but anyway, so you mentioned emotions are just our energy.
1: Correct. no i said that i said they are learned feelings emotions oh. have to be continually fed
0: okay okay in so order it's...
1: for me to stay emotional
0: okay i have to
1: continue feeding that or it's going to die the true feelings the real me the part of me i take with me they're always in the now they're eternal and they don't have that edginess to them
0: hmm Okay. Wow, we could talk for an hour on just that alone because I'm super curious about what you're saying. And so that's your perspective, or that's what they teach you at Way showers. showers? That's
1: what I've experienced. Your perspective I've learned experience. how to how to discern where do I begin and end okay. so that I don't get caught up in a lot of the things going around me. My emotional nature is fed by my concepts of right and wrong, good and bad. Mm. So if I spiritually, there's no such thing. All things are good and pure. That's the spiritual essence of energy. If I look at it from what are the lessons that that individual is getting from that. For example, okay. the situation my sister's going through right now. What is she learning? You know, what is she but- learning?
0: Let About. me ask you, did her, is it her husband who passed? Yeah. Okay. Now was he, was it, was he ill and he was suffering or did it happen suddenly? Or I'm just curious because that's both. who I am both.
1: Yeah. He's been ill and then he evidently got up and fell in the night, night before last. And okay, yeah, he, he was gone. It was a, you know, a good death.
0: <laughs> right. He's okay. So. She's healing the way she knows how and mourning and grieving, the way that she is doing it. Everybody's different. But I I get your point of I believe as well that you leave the physical body is gone, but you're still they're still around. So where do you think he is? Is he still with her? Is he here now? I hope,
1: not. No. I hope he's gone home. I hope he's gone back to the universe. Okay. I hope he just, I hope the minute that happened, he just said, okay, let's go home and went with his spiritual helpers and left.
0: Okay. And then you talked about teaching people how to leave their body now. You know how to do that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it yeah. through meditation?
1: No, we can do it a lot. I do it in a, it's not something I say, okay, Linda, let's do this because your energy needs my energy. In order for me to experience, I experience that all the time. Uh, you, everybody does. So let's take a look at: Have you ever been driving down the road and then suddenly, wow! How'd I get here? I've been, here off, or, I've been or, off somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness I didn't wreck or yeah. caught yourself daydreaming. That's an that's an experience of moving into another dimension at the time you're here. Mm-hmm. But to do that purposefully, I need to be able, first, I've got to learn to relax. I've mm-hmm. got to learn about who am I and who am I not. Um, I have to know where my energy begins and ends. Let's start with some fundamentals. There are probably, I think there are five truths we all have in common. Number one, I need to understand that I am energy.
0: Right. Right. I agree. And with
1: that means energy can't be created or destroyed. It also means I am able to pick up the thoughts and feelings of my environment. If I yeah. can visualize myself as living in a sea of thoughts and feelings, one of the main principal lessons of planet Earth is discerning where I begin and end. What thoughts are mine and what am I picking up from the environment?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing is I'm here to learn and grow. That's number two. Everybody, in my opinion, has a mission where they're here to learn and grow, not just learn. (laughs) I see a lot of learning out there, but if I keep doing the same thing over and over that isn't working for me, I'm not growing very much. Right. And I can tell how well I'm growing by a very simple gauge how many up days am I having. If I'm having more up days than down days, I'm pretty close to my niche. But if I find my life is a sine wave where I'm having a lot of ups and downs, I need to start asking myself, how do I need to feel to change that?
0: Mm. What do I need
1: to think to change that and begin to discipline myself to work with my energy?
0: Love it. So tell us the other three. So you said number one is energy. Number two is learn and grow.
1: The other one is I have a unique life purpose or, and spiritual thrust. In other words, there's no one like me or you, never has been, never will be, because no energy pattern has ever lived my experiences the, quite the way I have.
0: So unique. So
1: I have a unique way of expressing myself. I have a unique way of being it's what make my thrust that's an interesting term to me my because everyone has a spiritual thrust sounds my, like a
0: like a force
1: it, well it's actually a, a few words that encapsulate who i am as a soul and my thrust is i am the freedom lover
0: mm, i so love freedom
1: if, if i'm involved in things that are limiting my freedom within myself, like if I'm limiting myself because of my likes and dislikes, if I'm limiting myself because I'm sticking in my intellect instead of getting into my feelings of things, then I'm not free and I'm not expressing who I am. And when I walk in the room, if I'm the sol- the sun of my universe, my thrust is the rays of that sun that people pick up. So my 10-year-old's thrust is always achieved. Three words. So when he comes in, that feeling comes in with him. That's who he is as a soul. Number four four is you have inner guidance. Angels, spiritual helpers, guides, master types, archetypes, Holy Spirit. All that is an attempt to describe one thing, the fact that before you came to planet Earth, you chose a team of souls who had mastered what you came to learn. They are your board of directors, and they're kind of they're kind of in a control tower where they can have a bigger picture of what's going on in our lives, and they can give us suggestions on whether to turn right or left if we learn to listen to it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And the
1: last one is you are free. I'm free to learn and grow at my own pace in my own way. There are no rules for how I live my life. It's probably in my best interest if I conform to the rules of society and drive on the right side of the road. But as a soul, I don't need the lines on the road, and you probably don't either. You have enough experience to see if a car is coming, get on my side of the road. But there are a lot of people out there. I mean, I know people who need the lines on the road.
0: <laughs> yeah. So who are your, like, who do you, who, who that's famous, like, do you follow or, or do you read or have you read or who is a mentor? Like, is Dr. Wayne Dyer someone that you align with or Dr. Joe Dispenza? None of you, them. None of them.
1: Nope.
0: You don't follow them. any of them. Okay. No, and because then-
1: I think the training I get by working with my guidance, and the training that I've gotten from Wayshowers College and with the group work and stuff we have, I think it's clearer. There it, it it's just very clear spiritual training that helps me keep things simple and make them practical. And okay. I've been in this business fifty years. I've seen I've I've seen everybody. I've been to everybody's workshops. And I came away. I'm not knocking anyone. I think it's great, but I need to realize there is no stopping point in my spiritual growth. There, Mm -hmm. there just isn't. It just keeps getting better and better and better. And, you know, I once was doing a radio show in New York and, and a guy asked me, well, what's God like? And I said, well, that depends on where I'm at in my state of consciousness, because my, Impression of God, as you call it, is based on what I have inside. I can't recognize in anything what I don't already have. And as that evolves and grows, so does my understanding or my concept of how that energy you're talking about works. Mm-hmm. So are so we it all starts within?
0: Yeah. So are you saying we all have, we're all, we're all. Do you believe we're all one, we're all connected, we're all source energy?
1: We're all part of the energy of the universe, where by nature I'm one with all things, Mm -hmm. but I am one. But when I, like if I. my, My mission is like a piece of the sun that has broken away and is in the process of becoming a sun itself.
0: Mm, yeah i like that that's a great analogy the rays like the rays um what is your belief around astrology and what is your sign because you're interesting when's your birthday
1: august 20th okay
0: is that virgo
1: leo oh the leo
0: oh leo and virgo wow okay
1: and do you believe in that stuff so. i mean there's there's um... there's a lot of facts around it there are no facts around it there's just science all right let me let me here's the way i'm (laughs) here's the way i'm gonna put this okay have you ever had a dream yes but that's not a fact that's an experience there's no way you can prove to me that you've had a dream the reason i believe you have a dream is because i have dreams so but by having a common experience we move beyond Needing facts. Okay. Well. Because that becomes the fact. The fact right. is, yes, we all do this.
0: Right. Beliefs. Yeah, I get it. So, do you believe that we can create our own realities?
1: Oh, I'm I'm positive I do. Yeah. I can take any person in the world, and I'll say, okay, you're not happy where you are. Here's a million dollars leave everything, move to wherever you want. And I come and visit them in six months. They will have recreated exactly what they tried to run away from because my troubles come from within. Their lack of understanding on how I'm creating my reality. Until I begin to begin to peel back that lettuce and begin to get back to that childlike core that is pure energy, and begin living from there. Where I'm fearless, where I'm brutally honest, where I I respect your opinion, but I'm not going to let it interfere with with how I feel and what my experience and what my truth is. Mm-hmm. That's what we begin to work with on that.
0: Okay. Do you believe we are all empathic, or is it like certain people? For instance, I tend to allow others around me's energy to affect me. Is that all of us or is that just specific certain people?
1: You don't know where you begin and end. I can't, I don't do that. I have learned how.
0: I mean I could say a prayer this, and protect you know,
1: my but... let's make it more more practical than that. Just keep working. I work with my help, my my spiritual helpers every day to regroup what is it I experience today? Because everyone is sensitive. I'm energy. You're energy. Okay. The bum on the street is energy.
0: Yeah. And yeah, if yeah. I'm
1: not aware of what thoughts are coming from me, what thoughts are coming from my helper. What thoughts and feelings am I picking up in the environment?
0: Or condition, conditioned thoughts,
1: too. from Training from the first seven years. Yeah, that's what our emotional nature is based on, those first seven years.
0: Then we can fix that. We can reprogram.
1: You know, it's an interesting way of saying it, because really if I imagine me as being a very sensitive computer, Computer program. And I wipe that thing really clean when I come to planet Earth every lifetime. I come in without any real conscious memory of who I was before and what I've done. I just am my experiences. So I have tendencies, I have abilities, I have feelings. Like when I was a child, I would go out of body a lot and fly in an airplane because that's what I did during my last lifetime. I flew a a fighter plane in in World War II. Mm. But other kids would kind of make fun of that because I think I made noises and things when I did it. And and I did it in the second grade during class. I'd get bored and I'd just go fly.
0: Mm. And it was so
1: much fun. But because kids made fun of me, I began packing that away. I, I didn't need that. You so felt to like you didn't
0: belong and that you were different and right. You 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 made well,
1: it. Yeah, every, I wanted to fit in. Of course right. I, that's, that's a natural thing humination. to get along. Right.
0: Yeah. And fit in.
1: So I begin to build these little walls around these little layers around the real me, but they're really made of smoke and mirrors. Because let's take let's take change oh, I'm afraid of change. Well, did you come here to master that or did you come here to cater to that? Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, and if I go ahead and and make the leap, do the change, I find out, no, but my arm didn't fall off and I didn't turn ugly or anything. Nothing really happened other than I had an experience. And now change is not so frightening because I've lived through it. (laughs) Not only, and if I thrive through it, then I begin to embrace change. I begin Mm -hmm. to embrace life the way I did as a four-year-old where I was fearless. You know, I have no awareness that I can destroy this body. So let's go climb that tree. I'm not even going to think about the option of falling out of the tree because that's not my goal. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So tell us about eating food and diet. Do you keep any specific diet? Do you feel like I know people, including myself, that when they eat meat, their energy is lower, lower vibrational?
1: I think every individual needs to be sensitive to what works for them. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, I love that. I don't think there's any right or wrong thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. Do you happen to know who Dolores Cannon is, and do you ever listen to her?
1: I don't listen to her. I know who she is.
0: Okay. And do you believe time is an illusion, and that pretty much all of this is kind of an illusion, or just kind of char- characters in a play? I'm just curious, again, because I know your people— Your
1: character in a play, it's your play.
0: <laughs> it's true?
1: It's yeah. your play. Okay. Okay, not, gotcha. it's not my play you're a character right, right. okay and yeah so to answer your question from a spiritual perspective i always live in two worlds at one time i live in the spiritual world and the material world i have one foot in each me too 24 7 so i need to know what are those worlds and there's a lot of airy fairy about that but real simply the spiritual world, the physical world is the world of time. Time doesn't really exist like it does here in planet Earth in the universe. It's not the same. The spiritual world is a point in space that is ever moving. And we call that point now. So I'm a being Who's living in the now while experiencing time Mhm- it's as it, simple as that
0: is the gift in the present is is it like being literally like and is that where we have to is that the best place to be for us as spiritual beings is it
1: it's the only place that's real
0: okay that's cool the now the now like is
1: that. always real everything else is. It's a memory or a projection. And yeah. once I get a grasp of that and keep my keep all of my energy in the now, how do I do that? I have to be organized to do that. And that sounds kind of counterintuitive. But if I get up today and I don't have a flexible organization of what I'm going to do, then I can't live in the now because I'm always searching for direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So spiritually being directed is very healthy. Have being, But if I get over-organized, mm-hmm. let's say I had this podcast today and at noon I need to, eat, I mean, after this, I need to grab lunch, then I need to go to the gym, then I've got an interview with someone else and then I have a client call. If something comes in that I need to shift those things, I need to be flexible enough to do that and not go like, oh no, my day is ruined. (laughs) No, it isn't. It changed. Let's see what, let's look for solutions. You're saying
0: that we have to flow.
1: Yeah. But I want to make sure the flow is coming from me, coming from within me, that it's my flow and that I'm not catering to others. I was taught to flow. Yeah.
0: People pleasing or whatever. Um, Tell us. One thing you mentioned in the beginning, I wrote it down because I never heard of it. You said candle watching. What is that? I never heard of
1: that. Well, it's just a form of meditation. We light a candle and look at it. Oh, yeah. All of us have, you know, when people say you're intuitive, they're really talking about four unique properties of our personality. Our clairaudient part, our clairvoyant part, our clairsentient part. And our prophetic part or our inner knowing. We all have all four of those. And I call them in Wayshowers College, we call them your four spiritual gifts of intuition, vision, prophecy, and feeling. And one of those is my principal means of communication. And that has a lot to do with my with my outer personality, whether my first gift is intuition, which is that Claire Audience part or the visionary part, or the prophetic part, or the feeling part. So I'm going to work in a different mode if my first gives intuition. And one thing with the intuitive is the more we relax, it becomes impossible to stop the thought flow. And meditation, a lot of traditional meditation says, still your mind, or people interpret that to mean quiet in your mind. Have no thoughts. So until I understood how to work with meditation as an intuitive, I'd just get frustrated because the more relaxed I got, the more thoughts I had. The real trick with it was to learn how to keep my energy level at the higher levels so that the thoughts and ideas I was getting were coming from the higher levels. And then I could meditate effectively for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas the feeling person is very, they'll get into the feelings of it and they'll just sit there and really, uh,
0: there really is I, no um, thoughts, my, I
1: feel yeah. so good. <laughs> my know?
0: understanding is there's no wrong way to meditate and just there, it's a practice and that you sit and the, the, the idea is to quiet the mind, the monkey mind, the, the, you know, it's to just, it's to breathe and to like raise your right. It's to, Actually, receive, actually, you receive things by st- being quiet and, 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 you know, like when you pray, you're asking and when you're in meditation, you're receiving and it's, it works for me and it's, I don't do it for very long because I'm very high energy and it's it's hard for me to sit quiet and still, but I also have been doing it. As regularly, and it's a powerful thing. It, it works and tell us your personal practice, if you will, like what your routine is, your morning or your evening or how many times a day or tell us your spiritual like do you have a routine in the morning that you do like tell us what you do.
1: If you will. Uh, my days my day starts at uh, 11 p.m. In other words, I'll finish today, I'll regroup with my, I'll sit down and meditate and regroup with my guidance. What did I enjoy? What did I do well? What would I do differently, tomorrow? And what was my highlight? And I'll note what I would do differently because that's where I had an opportunity to grow. Because that number two thing, I'm here to learn and grow. And then I'll ask my helpers to give me a keyword for tomorrow my keyword for today is calm so i imagine i'm going to have situations where i need to stay in the now and stay calm and and that's proven out already today that okay stay calm just relax let that happen let that happen mm-hmm. um and so then i'll i'll heal, cleanse my environment and you know, cleanse my way back to the universe and I'll go to sleep and regroup. And in the morning when I get up, I've already set my direction spiritually. I'll check my calendar, see if anything's changed as far as what I need to do. And then uh, I do a technique that strengthens my spiritual buffer zone so that thoughts and feelings that are coming in in from the environment, I can sense them from farther out. And I don't have to wait till they get right in my face. I can feel it coming. Like um, this morning, I felt like, you know, there's something going on in the political that a lot of people are getting cranked up with. I don't know what it is, but it's out there. Be aware of it. That's not you. Don't get caught in that. Don't get caught in these other things. So I've done that buffer zone. Then I do a technique that uh, re-energize all of my chakras and uh are you gonna I, sh-
0: what what technique?
1: It's a technique that I learned through the college. It's not something I can say. well, you know the chakras is another area right. I
0: know about the chakras yeah, yeah I have well, blo I had some energy blocks. I'm still healing stuff. I wanted to ask you before we get in, don't let me forget. I want to ask you about physical pain and physical things that happen to the body and if you believe unresolved trauma manifests as physical and if we can heal ourselves all things but
1: well let's go there now okay. because that's where we're at we're at usually like i wish i had a picture to show you but if you take a um uh, You know the traditional meditating cross leg thing where it shows all the chakras lined up. You turn yes. that sideways, you see that actually the energy comes in through the back of the head, goes down the, and up at the up through the reproductive area, the solar plexus, and then comes out here. So it's a U-shaped flow. And a lot of traditional training. They, it seems to me like they think it comes from the earth. Well, the earth is part of this this dream we're living right now. <laughs> it, it's about as real as as everything else. So we have this twenty-inch pipe of energy that I can tap it. That all of us can tap into. That flows in through the back of the head. There's a gland back there. And then it goes down the spine and up where the chakras are indicated. And that flow is determined by certain concepts in each one of those energy centers. They directly influence the health of the body. For example, the inflow, that has to do with self-acceptance. And so if the clearer my self-acceptance is, the more energy I'm getting in there. The root chakra, that has to do with my wants. Being able to define my goals, my goals, not the goals someone taught me I needed to accomplish.
0: Isn't it security? I I thought it was security. uh,
1: Well, I'm telling you what I've learned. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... And that's where I'm saying there's- So the solar
0: plexus, I'm, I'm sorry, the the bottom, the solar plexus down no, there. No, that's not the solar oh. plexus,
1: that's the oh. coccyx. The coccyx. Oh.
0: Okay. Which one were you just now sharing about that is a, your wants? Coccyx. Okay.
1: I'll print, let see if I can print something off and show it to you. You'll give me just a second. You sure. Can, you can edit this bit out of the bed. Yeah, absolutely. Richard is printing cut. <laughs> yeah. All right, Richard's let me go. It's printing here. cut.
0: And it's right at... Okay. We're back with Richard talking about the chakras.
1: Well, okay. So we were talking about the physical. how the relationship between the spiritual and the physical as it relates to my physical health. Yes. And... I was talking about a routine I do where I work with my chakras. And this is how spirit showed us they're really laid out. If you can see that, the energy flows in a U-shaped pattern. And each one of those energy centers there, there's a different concept. And this...
0: Can you back it up a-, a little bit? Back it up a little bit. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay.
1: There's a different concept, and what you're looking at here. This is a uh, consultation that, if you're certified to do it with the college, we actually go in and give you tools that can heal each of those. Mm. And I have, uh, I have, we have a lot of anecdotal evidence over 50 years that it's an amazingly powerful healing. I've seen people who would come in with cancer that were they were told was terminal and i'm talking you've got six months and they live 40 years, more years it's, good. 40 it's wonderful not just that's... a year not just a year or two It's so amazing. everything to me if i carry a concept that's hurting me long enough it begins to show up in my physical body and so i want to every, every day especially now i'm 77 years old so wow. i need to keep my energy you know, I'm, I'm driving a 1946 model body here. I need to make sure I, I take a little better care of it did, than I did when I was in my 40s and 30s and 50s and stuff. So learning how which concepts affect my glandular system, I can heal them. I'll give you an example. The heart, a lot of people talk about that's the center of love. Well, there's truth in that. But what it really is, it's your drive or your incentive. And it's uh, the ability to accomplish what I came here to do. Because my love is that. My mission this lifetime, what I love, what I, I love from the depths of my soul is the mission I came here to accomplish this lifetime, the lessons of learning, the lessons I came to learn. So if my drive is on the outer, let's say I have a lot of drive, I want to earn a million dollars and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do anything to earn a million dollars. And then I find myself, I've got my million dollars. I still have this feeling of emptiness. So I'm going to get a new wife. I'm going to get a new yacht. I'm going to get a new boat. And they wind up dying of a heart attack Mm -hmm. because their drive was strong, but it wasn't aligned with their core goals. Mm -hmm. It wasn't aligned with their love. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't have much to do with my relationships and and the love I have for other souls. It has to do with the love.
0: The lack of. Did they have did they have a lack of, of love because they were looking externally to satisfy mm-hmm. and to give them happiness. And they weren't, they were never fulfilled. Yeah.
1: And that, they just, that's, that's the feeling. Yeah. The yeah. Feeling is what, what everyone is looking for. Yeah. Uh, so want- you help.
0: Yeah. You help people find that center that, you know, to figure it out. Cause some people don't know what their purpose is.
1: I help people who are ready to learn what their purpose really is. I love if that. If you want to unfold your real potential, not your perceived potential, but your true potential, if you want to live a life of spiritual freedom, that's what every instructor in Wayshower's College is trained to do, is mm-hmm. to give you the tools so you become a do-it-yourself kit.
0: I so I that. don't
1: I don't need to go read a book by another soul who doesn't have the experiences or training I have. Mm-hmm. I That's... can work with my own spiritual helpers. I can discern what lessons I need to learn today and get the fulfillment of mastering those lessons. Yeah. So it's a matter of how happy do you want to be? Oh. That's a great question. So, how, I, how free do you want to be?
0: Yeah, I want to be happy and free. And I really, really want those two things like, like so much. And I'm working on all of it. But I do know intuitively one of my spiritual assignments is patience, is to learn patience. And then I know that I'm supposed to be helping others. I know that. Um, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher and because of everything and my circumstances, it never happened, but I did go back to school part time. Anyway, the point is, and then I had a really bad health condition that took me down. And I, if I listened to the doctors, I'd probably be dead right now, but I knew intuitively I didn't have what they kept calling it. And so anyway, for four years, I battled that. And then finally, I was in a workshop and he said, you identify yourself this way. And the light bulb went off. I went back to the MD, alternative doctor, and I said, draw blood. And so I stopped identifying myself as a sick person and everything changed and got better for me. But I've been growing and healing and evolving. But anyway, intuitively, I know that. And then I'm working to build this coaching business. And so that excites me. I'm volunteering today for 3 hours later today for this shelter and I'm selling pumpkins and I'm super excited. There's no money involved. It's just me having fun. And so no, it's
1: it's called being of service. And spiritually, being of service is a from a spiritual point of view, being of service is seeking opportunity for my own benefit. Yeah. And if I'm honest with myself, yeah. If I'm gonna go work at the shelter this afternoon, I'm doing it because it makes me feel good.
0: Yeah. I but it's also highest me. but it's also highest good for all.
1: I know, but that it has to come second. And that's where a lot of people, that's where the training begins to corrupt the spiritual opportunity. If you're getting something out of my life, that is a bonus that is not the core mission because you don't breathe through my nose you will not jump in the casket with me when i pass on i need to be very militant that i know what i'm getting out of what i'm offering that i am gain- i am growing spiritually in everything i do because then my motives are pure yeah they are crystal clear and what i'm doing i'm doing for the clearest motive i'm doing it out of love of life i'm not trying to save someone i'm not no one needs saving no one's lost here on planet earth if they're getting up in the morning there's hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> or they wouldn't do it yeah and every But so i mean i want to go
0: back i want to go back to what you're saying about me i i i'm selling pumpkins for 3 hours to um to say, help, help, help the shelter raise funds. So I'm doing it for me, but I know it's helping them. I don't have, there's a lot of other things I could be doing. So what are you saying other than you're saying, I'm doing it to feel good, which is fine and it's okay. And it's highest good for all because it's helping them. But tell me a little deeper. I, I feel like you were saying something and we didn't get clarity on what it was you were saying. So what are you saying? Like, were you saying that I'm kind of bypassed or there's some kind of like, I'm not.
1: I say don't add on to something that doesn't need to be added on to it. In other words, if you were four years old and you were selling pumpkins, you would sell it, you would do it for the sheer joy of the interaction with the people you were selling the pumpkins to. Yeah. Where the money went, who it helped would have, would not even enter into it. Yeah. So the purest you, the purest you does it for the sheer experience. Mm -hmm. And our training, what begins to make things cloudy is oh, and look what everybody's getting out of what you're doing. Mm. That's good. It's good that they are. But as a soul, it's insignificant. What's significant is what the light how the how well how good i'm feeling when i hand that person a pumpkin that's the healing yeah they're going to feel that healing but it's not the person i'm selling it for
0: no no and i went there and did it saturday and i didn't have to do it again but i saw they had opportunities so i said okay and i missed some other opportunities today because i committed to that but what I'm saying is when I was there on Saturday, I saw these little children come and I was so, I loved it. And I offered pictures because it's like a whole pumpkin patch. Anyway, the point is that like photography's a joy to me. And also... The kids, I loved seeing the families and the kids. So it was like that, it was, it was, that was the joy for sure. But anyway, okay, cool. That was, um, so like I said, um, I, I heard that before, uh, from someone, another guest. She's an NLP practitioner, neuro, neuro linguistic programming. She wrote a book. Or do you believe in that? Do you believe in that way of healing the programs from the childhood zero to seven when you have these limiting beliefs and all that stuff? Do you believe? Is that what you use, or you don't use NLP? No. No, I
1: work purely with spirit. Oh, nice. I, I don't like to get things intellectualized. Okay. And I've spent my whole life, you know, I went from physics to this. And doing this, and in my training, most of what I had to do was learn unlearn. Mm. A lot so you went from being a science do, guy. One thing one thing you do is you try to think of what to say before I finish saying what I'm saying. So our communication gets like this a little bit. So if I relax it and don't think about what I'm gonna say, more of the pure essence begins to flow through. And that's a that's a habit that I had. I recognize that in people because that's I did that. I, I was trained, think of what to say next. Think of how to respond, whereas working with spirit, that limits the creativity that can come out of my mouth. Does that make sense?
0: Um, I understand and I know I do have that habit of desiring to say something next, but I'm not really working hard to think of what to say. It's very natural to me because I'm very curious and I think the conversation is flowing. I just have a lot of questions. So when you were sharing um, about how I communicate, I had a question, but now I lost it um, because prior to that, what were you saying? Oh, we're talking about NLP. So you went from us being a science guy to a spiritual person?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and from being a, a warrior to a, a peace lover. <laughs> so, that's the evolution of life. And there just comes a point in every soul's life when they come here to planet Earth that they begin to realize what doesn't work and start looking for what does. And that's the reason I stay away from a lot of what I've seen out there with like neurolinguistic programming and things. They're good. I mean, there's truth in all things. No one thing has all the truth. Well, there is one thing that has all the truth. You. I have all the truth for me. You have all the truth for you. So the key is learning to tap that so that I have that profound confidence that Tony Robbins walks in the room and I walk up to him and say, how can I help you? Because I don't need his help. I know what he knows I want to know how I can help him know more so he can have a clearer communication with people and it's not a greater and lesser thing it's just like your your angels your spiritual helpers they're not greater than you they're more experienced they've experienced the things that you came here to learn they've mastered them so they can give you little ideas and suggestions on how you can master them if you are relaxed enough to listen. And I get a lot of, we get, I know as a, while we're here, we get a lot of impressions every day as to where to go left and right. So if I were to, if someone came up to me on the street today and said, what's the fastest way for me to become one with all things and master my life purpose? I would say number one, Get yourself to someone who can show you how to communicate with your guidance and your gift order. You need to be able to communicate directly with your own helpers. So, for example, if I was going to spend $1,000 for a workshop or $5,000 or $10,000 for a workshop, I would ask my guidance first, is this worth it? Is there enough in this for me? But to do that, I have to take my wants out of the way. I have to, I, oh boy, it's a workshop in in Costa Rica. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Let's put that down a minute. What do I want to get out of it? And will it give me that? Will the investment be worth it? Guidance, mm-hmm. yes or no. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can know for a fact whether or not that's a good investment. And so I, all of the second thinking is moved out of it. You know, whenever I'm getting ready to grow, yeah. I always have a moment of buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: We didn't so, we didn't touch on the ego either, because yeah. you you mentioned like put my wants aside that I want to go to Costa Rica, that I want to do this, and like is this gonna be benefit me? Is this gonna have and it's like the ego might be, you know, so tell us what you think the ego is and should we befriend the ego and what tell me what your opinion or your definition of that is
1: um i want to finish where i was starting because you have service to people there so learn to work with my spiritual helpers get someone who can teach you to do that for yourself so i can quit asking people questions um you know are my emotions healthy no? Okay, help me heal them. I'm, what's do- you know, I can check these things instead of having long discussions about them and save myself a lot of time. The other thing I would do is find someone who can administer a profile that will give you your spiritual thrust so that I have a feeling for the energy that I came here to work with. Then it's easier for me not to get involved in things that, although they're juicy looking, and I was trained that I should get involved with them, they're really smoke screens to me accomplishing the mission I came here to accomplish. And they dilute my energy. You know, some friends of mine asked me the other day, they said, we saw a video of you jumping off a bridge in Florida. What the hell are you doing? I said, living.
0: I love that. I said,
1: Where's it written down that there's a limit to what I can do to have fun here on planet Earth.
0: I love and that. that's
1: because I know what's important to me and what what I need to do. And the more people who knew that, I'll give you an example. I've got, I coach a lot of coaches and this coach, I have a lot of respect for. She's a beautiful soul. I love working with her, like getting an opportunity to work with her. is almost like candy for the day. And she asked me if I would administer her thrust profile. And I did. And her spiritual thrust is, how was it? Forging my joy-filled life.
0: Nice. That's her energy.
1: And when my guidance shared with me that thrust, I just, it just made me feel good inside because I said, in a minute, this person's gonna have a better feeling for who she really is than she's ever had since she was a little kid. And I told her that word, those words, I said, How does forging my joy-filled life, what does that mean to you? And she just went, ah, ah. I love, you know, because it, it immediately put her back into who she really is. It took all the intellect away. It took all the emotion away. And it brought her right back to that three-year-old who now has 50 years of experience on top of that.
0: But aren't so, we here, like, can I ask a question? Um, yeah. Aren't we are we are here for joy, though, right? Besides learning and growing, we are supposed to be enjoying ourselves.
1: Am what I... could be more joyful than living your purpose? Right. What, so. what could be more purely yeah. joyful than so. doing what I came to do, knowing I'm doing it, knowing that it's benefiting the world that I'm doing it, knowing that I'm being an example to everyone who looks to me because I'm doing what we all came to do, which is live my purpose. So that's, I I can't think of anything more joyful.
0: Okay. And we're all our own guru. It sounds like in your opinion. And I, I think so. Uh, My other question, last question, and then we'll find out how to find you is, um, What can people do today to tap in to their inner guidance, to raise their awareness around their own natural abilities to know what the next move is and what's, you know, all of that? Like, I'm pretty intuitive and I listen well, but like, what can people do today to tap in besides hire a coach?
1: Number one, realize that life is a game. It's a game that I came here to play on my own free will. Before I was born, I made a spiritual contract to forget everything I know and come in here with a clean slate and to just do the best I could following my feelings to create what I have inside in the outer. It's a game. It's a serious game, but don't make a game out of the game. It's only happening in the now. So another key is, for goodness sake, stay relaxed and quit getting involved in things that I can't affect the outcome of. I can't affect the outcome of what happened in Israel yesterday. I can't affect the outcome of the environment. But if I live my purpose, if I figure that out and I start doing it, I may attract someone who can. I may attract someone whose life mission is to affect those things. And if I can help them clarify that that's what their mission is, they're doing it better. And that's great, but it's not mine. So stay involved in my business and avoid others. And then the biggest key of all, believe in yourself. Quit doubting the ideas that I get. Give them a go. You know, there was a little kid in a class. I saw uh, Sir Ken Robinson do a TED Talk, and he was talking about this child who was a little bit of trouble in class. Like I think a like five or six year old. And the teacher gave him assignment to draw anything. And this little girl just working like she'd never seen her work before. And she went over to the little girl and said, what are you drawing? And she said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the teacher said, well, nobody knows what God looks like, honey. And the little girl said, they will in a minute. That's so cute, yeah. That's the kind of security that the soul has when it's in its purity. She'll give it a go. She'll give life a go with no fear. I'm going to draw a picture of God so you know what it looks like. And they're very confident at that. So getting back to being that childlike soul, it's not even courageous. It's just being. It's just being without any color or intent. I'm just being me and I'm doing all I can do to be me. Mm-hmm. If I can start right there, if I can believe in myself, I'm, a lot of high souls have graduated from planet Earth without having any of the idea of the things we've talked about, just because they trusted the impressions they got and they acted on them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. That was beautiful. Thank you. Great advice. So, um where can people find you, Richard? I your website, richardlassiter.com. That's right. Great. That's,
1: that's that's where you can go. You can find out what services I have. You can always uh you know, email me from there if you have a question or want to get on the phone and talk about something.
0: And then you have a video Thing you're giving away or
1: we have a series of uh we produced a series of 20 videos the first six are free to give you a feeling if what we do with wayshowers college is something you would even want to be involved in it was designed to as a screening really if you want to do these things we're the people to do it if you don't want to do these things you're going to find out and you can get those videos off my website as well the first six and then the others, you, the other 14, they go in depth as to who you are, where you came from, why you're here on planet Earth, uh, what your mission really is, what everything. It, it covers all these symbols that I have up here behind me, which are the symbols that Spirit gave us over 50 years as being the story of you. And so that video series, we've made it very affordable. They're all short videos. They aren't these long intellectual things. I think the longest one is seven minutes.
0: Nice. But
1: the videos that are so pure that as I produced them, I, I like, I've been doing this stuff for years and years and years, and uh, I just produced these in 2020 during the pandemic. And I was like seeing it for the first time again. It was so beautiful and clear. So go get those. Do yourself a favor. Go take a look at those videos because they'll let you know if if this is a path that you may want to find. Because our program, we're called Way Showers for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's a word Spirit gave us. It's, it's people like Serpas of Life. You know, I've I've been through a lot. I've been married many times. I've been divorced. I've lost people. I've suffered. I've had things happen. And I've climbed out of all of that. And that's the kind of people are in Wayshores College is people who want to be of service to others by being of service to themselves.
0: Mm, so good. Thank you. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a wonderful conversation. We'll put your links in the show notes. And I'm sure we'll stay connected because I want to connect you to a couple other people that I think would uh, would like to yeah, connect with you. Absolutely.
1: And I respect and, and appreciate the work you're doing to reach out to people and, and improve people's lives.
0: Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. I hope you learned something and got something out of today's episode. If you did and you know someone you think would benefit from listening to it, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with someone. Also, if you're looking for a coach, lindabrandcoach.com is my website. I'm in the process of creating a new course that I'm super excited about. So stay tuned for that. And if you're looking for real estate advice or a realtor in Florida or Michigan or actually anywhere in this country, I can absolutely refer you. But I am a realtor in Florida and Michigan and I'm happy to assist you with whatever you need in real estate. You can go to lindabrandhomes.com. You can email me direct. My email will be in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Linda Brand Homes and you can find me at empowered underscore the podcast on Instagram. I'm super excited for what's to come and the guests that are coming on the show have a beautiful blessed day. Thank you for listening and live empowered. Thanks for listening.